Hey, coaches, this is Sandy Buadonna, and you've reached the I Am Team Beachbody podcast. And for the month of May, I'm featuring 30 wonderful coaches and their stories about coaching. And this is episode 26. I can't believe it. We've already gotten 26 stories. And I've got with me on the line Jessica Scott. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Sandy. And I freaked her out, called her up, and she thought I was a telemarketer, so she almost hung up. But <laughs> she's with me I now. Did. So, Jessica, I don't even know where I'm calling. Like, where do you live? Where are you from? Um, suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. Oh, okay. Born and, and raised here. <clears throat> terrific. Try town So how long have you been a coach? Just over three years. I had my three-year anniversary in March. Oh, well, happy anniversary, coachiversary. Thank you. And, <laughs> Thank you. Um, so talk me through it, how you became a coach. Were you a customer first, or did somebody bring you onto their team? How did you come to know Beachbody and coaching? So I am the typical skeptic story. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that I'm skeptical in my everyday life, but as far as you know, nutrition fads, workout fads. I had seen um, my upline coach posting some stuff, mainly Shakeology on Facebook. And I would do the whole eye roll and scroll things that I think that a lot of people do. And she and I actually were pregnant together. We ended up having our children on the same day, same birthdays. Hmm. And we were in a mommy group online together on Facebook, actually. And Seeing that we had our children on the same day, she had been a coach for about three or four years at that point, and wow. I saw her, you know, making these great meals, drinking Shakeology, which I thought was ridiculous, and working out. And so I would, you know, that comparison is a thief of joy. I'm comparing how I'm feeling to what she's doing and what I'm seeing on social media, and I felt like crap. I was eating like crap. I didn't really enjoy being a new mom at that point because it was so overwhelming. I mean, I'm like sleeping with the light on because I didn't, I always say I didn't know how to be a mom in the dark. Mm. Um, it was really, really <laughs> overwhelming for me. So um, I saw her, you know, swinging dumbbells around and rocking it out. And at first I, I honestly, I tell her to this, I'm like, I hated you at that point, you know, mm. because I was just so miserable. Um, and she had sent me a couple of samples of Shakeology, which I thought was just a scam, ridiculous, you know, who needs that type of thing. And I I think I tried them late at night one night because there was no food in the house. My daughter had finally gone to sleep. <laughs> and surprisingly, I enjoyed it. I really, really mm -hmm. liked the flavor. And up until that point, like I said, I was really overwhelmed, you know, kind of doing the whole postpartum depression thing, even though I wouldn't have admitted it at the time. So I tried all three samples that she sent me in two days' time, and at this point I was about 12 weeks postpartum, and after eating three samples of Shakeology in two days, I felt really great. And I actually had Insanity from years prior. My sister used Insanity to lose her 55 pounds of baby weight uh, two years prior. So I ended up getting it and thought, this, this is a good workout. I'll give it a try. And so I pulled that out of, you know, God knows where. And I put Insanity in and I did it, albeit with modifiers that I made up and dying the entire time. But I did it. Mm -hmm. And I told my coach, you know, at the time who had just sent me the samples, 
I, I did insanity and I'd had Shakeology and I think it's just coincidence. <laughs> and she said, well, I would say it's coincidence, but this coincidence keeps happening that Shakeology, you know, makes people feel well enough and have enough energy, the wherewithal mental capacity to work out. And so I decided that week to sign up as a coach and um, I don't want to say the rest is history because it has been, you know, that path to success. It doesn't look like an X equals Y graph. It looks really like a drawing of my three-year-old. And um, well, it's so, you know what it sounds so. It, before you go on, it just sounds like maybe I'm generalizing, but women need proof before they jump into anything. You know, which mm-hmm. is why it takes so long sometimes for people to make a decision is they want proof and then they have to be at a certain decision making point in their life where they finally go, oh, well, all right. Either, right. You, either you've worn me down or it's enough is enough. I'm doing something about this. And 100%. I'm just, she was I'm, asking me to coach while we were pregnant together and I was working 63 hours a week. What pregnant. were you doing? I was. Um, I worked for Cancer Treatment Centers of America during the week, and I actually was bartending on the weekends on my Mm. feet, pregnant. Um, So it was a lot. And I thought at the time, I mean, I was making good money, you know, working 63 hours. I hoped that I would. And she was at home, you know, on her couch messaging women and doing what we know as coaching now. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were making about the same amount of money then. What I Mm -hmm. failed to realize is that her income was, exponentially increasing year by year. And had I stayed in that career or working all those jobs at 63 hours, my increase of pay would not have, I didn't realize that, that I realize it now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I told her no repeatedly and just kind of, nah, she wasn't annoying. She was actually a very good friend. She came to be a good confidant mm-hmm. um, asking me how I was being pregnant and um, really just checking in on me. And she cared. I never thought it was annoying, but I just thought nah, coaching isn't for me. Mm-hmm. But um, so she then stuck I signed with up. You. She did. She she really really did. And I never thought, gosh, this girl, you know, <laughs> like delete block anything like that. She was really, how are you feeling today? And you know, when you're pregnant and miserable and your feet are swollen, having someone ask you is really really nice. Yeah. And so and she could relate because she just went. Through yeah. It. She yeah she was going she was pregnant at the same time. So. Um, when I signed up, I knew I wanted to be a business builder from the get-go. I was um, had made my own maternity leave and um, was not working back at my regular job. So I knew in about a month and a half I would be going back to bartending. And I just really didn't want that. So I knew I was a business builder from day one. And mm-hmm. with a little trepidation at first, so I signed up in March and um, I didn't have my first challenge group until the last week of April. And I remember my coach messaging me saying, hey, you got to run a challenge group. And they usually start on a Monday. So pick a Monday in April. We were already in April at that point. So I looked at the calendar and, of course, picked the last Monday of the month because, you know, anything to do it <laughs> as, far, as far out as I could push it, I did. <laughs> and my first challenge group, though, um, was a huge success. And I just took to it like wildfire. It was amazing. And um, the next year of my life being a coach was fraught with difficulty. Um, I was bartending three 12-hour shifts on the weekends. I was nursing my daughter. Um, I was coaching full-time at that point, meaning like I wasn't just doing it as a hobby. I was putting everything Mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. So 
um, I was a multitasking aficionado. <laughs> and come September, I was like, I'm not bartending anymore. And I had worked my business up to a, be a to the point where I could give up bartending after about six and a half months of coaching. And I knew, okay, if I have even more time, I can invest more time and get you know more results. Mm-hmm. So then the next year came, and so six months in, about 12 months in, I was now a single mom. I had left my, the father of my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I have a amazing co-parenting relationship. It wasn't a – it was my choice to leave. It was great, and this allowed me to really, you know, set fly and set my sail where I wanted to go, and it was um, very, 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 very scary, <laughs> I really don't know a ton of single mom coaches, A, that are successful. There's really not a lot that are highlighted or, you know, I I don't think there's any single moms that are in the top 10 um, or, Mm. I don't know, top 100, top 50. I I don't know. I had a single mom on the national wake-up call recently, but I I completely understand you. We we focus a lot on the stay-at-home mom, but the single mom is an incredibly courageous move for many women. And and, and I would also say that the um, women that are military wives, they Mm -hmm. almost are like a single mom because the, the father is deployed. You know, right. so so there is a tribe there, and 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 tell me more about how how challenging that was for you to pull it off financially, emotionally. So it was really difficult, you know, with my tail between my legs. I actually had to move into my parents' basement. I knew that's not where I wanted to raise my daughter. So six months of that, I was ready to get out, and now I have um, my own townhouse with my daughter, Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful, and we live here, so it'll be two years this fall that we'll have been here, and um, in that, in between all that, there's been so many ups and downs, medically speaking, for me. Um, When I left her dad, I was undiagnosed at the time with Graves' disease, which is a thyroid condition where you Mm -hmm. have too much thyroid hormone your body's going crazy and you feel crazy when you're undiagnosed it's kind of you know when you have an ailment you might know my arm is broken like that but sometimes hormones don't surface when there's an issue until it's kind of it's it might be almost too little too late or holy crap are you okay and so it was um i mean like it was so bad my resting heart rate when i wasn't even moving was about 130 beats per minute, which the normal should be about 70. Yeah. So I was I was not doing well um, mentally, physically, um, and I had to stop working out, actually. I still drank my Shakeology and still tried to eat as well as I could, but I had to stop working out for about seven months. It was really, really wow. tough. And you to... still stayed coaching with that throughout that? I did. Wow. <laughs> I did. <laughs> It was really, really tough. And so when I was finally able to start working out again, size came out. And that changed the game up for me. It was kind of a therapeutic approach. Um, My nutritionist and herbalist said, you cannot be doing these terrible, you know, like terribly intense, insane workouts like insanity. You have (laughs) to, you know, care for your body and kind of not beat it up. So size was perfect. Tears were shed in my living room while doing, you know, living in the eights and all that kind of stuff. Um, And my body started to change. And I started eating way better. I had to go gluten-free because Graves' disease is an autoimmune disease. So 
no more gluten. And after about four months of gluten-free and, you know, being treated by my herbalist and taking care of myself, I have normal TSH values and no grade disease to speak mm-hmm. of and still am unmedicated and t- completely fine. So that was a huge, well, so, huge win. So, so during that time that you're just not in the best health, but you're still coaching, is is the community coming together? I mean, like, are you feeling like you can relate? There's people that are coming out of the woodwork saying, I have this too. Like, are you sharing this? Take me through that. I was sharing it hugely on social media. Um, actually, it was, and I've thanked this girl a million times, uh, one of the symptoms of having Graves' disease is you're hot all the time because your internal mm-hmm. body temperature is just, it's crazy. Just like if someone has hypothyroid, they're yeah. cold, you know, because everything is slow. It's the opposite with Graves' disease. So I remember shopping at a mall around Christmas, and I was I, I would go outside in Chicago weathers in a tank top because I was so hot. And I was, it, it makes you really agitated, you know, it's like when you can't get your coat off fast enough in the car, you're like, get this thing off me before I, str- you know, strangle it myself or whatever oh, with it. Wow. And I felt like that. And I had posted that on my social media on Facebook. And that's where I started out and where I do most of my coaching. Um, someone said, and, you know, don't, don't mind me, but I think that what you're describing and you're hot all the time it sounds like Graves' disease. And, of course, you know, the the person in us were like, I don't have that. You know, yeah. so I kind of rolled my eyes again. So first I'm rolling my eyes mm-hmm. at Shakeology. I'm rolling my eyes at Graves' disease. And something made me look it up, and lo and behold, I read that, and my jaw hit the ground. I wow. Was, I couldn't believe. So um, in true human fashion, I didn't go get a blood test or anything for months because I was afraid of what it might say. I just suffered. But in the meantime, I was sharing on social media. And then when I got my diagnosis, um, a lot of the girls that I now work with have autoimmune disorders. And it Mm -hmm. has been a way for me to find other people that say, yeah, that's me. That's me too. I've struggled Mm -hmm. with parenting or I'm a single mom or, you know, my husband is away a lot. And I, I too feel exactly like you have felt. So it has been well, I think Beachbody, like Beachbody comes comes into people's lives in in different forms, you know, like just getting healthy again with Shakeology or getting fit again with the fitness programs. But what I'm hearing a lot about from people with autoimmune diseases, like Beachbody can't fix all the diseases. Obviously, well, there's a disclaimer for that, but it seems as though the community comes together to share ideas and things they've heard, and it, and it's like that's. That's really powerful. And if you were coaching during this whole thing, like it, it, it seems like it probably helped you get into a healthier state of mind, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because, you know, when things are going wrong, it's really isolating. But if you find other people that, you know, they, their story is saying, me, me too, that's, that's been my struggle or I struggle with that and I feel alone as a mom or, gosh, you're a single mom. I feel like that because my husband travels a lot and you know, how do you feel about this? Or let's focus on our nutrition to help us feel better and walk through this life better. So it was a focus on my nutrition, you know, going gluten-free has changed my life. And then I really started to get into personal development. I One thing I started doing when I would, you know, go, go through national wake-up calls or any YouTube archived videos of successful coaches, 
the one resounding theme, and I tell my team this all the time, I have yet to see a coach say when asked by Jeff Hill or whomever, (laughs) when asked, what was the defining moment? What changed in your career as a coach or what made you really take off? Really, 100% of the time, they always say, I really started doing personal development. Yeah. And so I kind of realized that that was the resounding theme. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing personal and development. I, you know, what is I, this even? I've said it before on another podcast that personal development gets a bad rap. You know, people oh just go, gosh. oh, it's kumbaya. Oh, it's frou-frou stuff, you know, self-help books. That's what but I thought it was. But it's, it's not. It's that any single thing that you are faced with, you know, a fear, a doubt, an illness, uh, you know, anything, you should educate yourself on on it. And that's really what it is, is that we're students for life. We just keep developing totally. our minds, our minds and our and our soul keeps getting filled with, you know, motivational stories and it helps us move on. It helps us carry on. And and I know you mentioned to me before we got on this recording that you also were dealing with um you had your implants, <laughs> rather than yeah, say it so, say it out loud. Right, I don't I don't right. know how you want to say it, but you yeah. were your your body was just not in a groove. Yeah, I was. It, was, it seems like my whole twenties. I'm 33 now. My whole twenties were like wrought with, you know, I had my gallbladder removed, and I was pretty healthy. I've had this issue, like seen specialists, didn't know I was nauseous for five years, couldn't figure it out. Um, So I had breast implants for about 11 and a half years. And through the community that I've built on Facebook, once again, some people started to come to me because last year after I've been healed of Graves' disease and everything was great, you know, good blood panels. And I'm like, yes, I did it. I beat it. You know, Um, I started fainting. It happened three episodes where it was really, really bad. And we're, you know, calling 911. Thank God my best friend was here. Um, I don't know what I would have done just being a single mom. Like I said, you know, my three-year-old can't call 911 yet, and it was just, she was two at the time. And so um, my community, again, reached out to me and said, gosh, you're really suffering. I mean, I had to wear a heart monitor for a month so they could monitor my heart, what was going on. Um, They never found the issue, and I took it upon myself to say, all right, I'm going to have, it's called an explant surgery. I had my Mm -hmm. implants taken out. And um, my heart rate further decreased, um, no fainting episodes, no, uh, like, heart palpitations, all this crazy stuff that was going on. So that happened in September, September 29th, 2016. Wow. Um, once again, I just, yeah, recent. I, every, I feel like every month as a Beachbody coach, I learn more about myself in the I've learned more about myself in the last three years being a coach than I did my entire previous years of living. You know, there's one personal development that says, you know, people say I've got 10 years of experience in this job. And it's like, well, do you or do you have the same damn day over Mm. and over for 10 years, 20 years? Yeah. And I feel like so many people live that same day over Mm -hmm. and over because they're not growing. Growing. You know, if you don't, if you're not committed to a personal growth plan or committed to, you know, what can I fuel my body with to think more clearly, feel better, you know, maybe help a disease, you know, so I'm not, you know, it's not ravaging my body. All of these things in concert have 
completely changed my life from being on the brink of, you know, I'm in a relationship that's failing. I wasn't feeling good as a new mom, you know, having Graves disease, then being a single mom, being depressed and having these fainting, like all this stuff. If, if I didn't have Beachbody or a community that I've, that like the one I've created on Facebook um, and my team, I, I doubt, and I don't say this lightly, I doubt that I would be here today. It has not only changed my life, it is my life. Um, but you I know what I see in you, Jessica? I'm sorry for interrupting. I, oh, yeah. what, what I'm hearing from you is that um, your body kept failing you, but you kept you, you wanted to get back into control of things. Like you just totally. kept getting hit over and over and over, but you would just educate yourself. You would talk to people. And, and the other thing I keep hearing is that uh, you're a single mom, you're a single mom. And I don't think you're a single mom with this strong community that you've built. Like, well, it, and that, it kind that of is, sounds yeah, like you're not a single mom like, anymore. Right hand, yeah. yeah. Like my right hand, I don't want to say man, because it's really just a tribe of women. Um, and it, <laughs> they're they're it your is, husband. So, yeah, they are my, <laughs> they're my significant others. And it's, it's been so great to have that, you know, reliability, um, just th- this week, my team, we were on a, a Zoom call with my top coaches, and we were just being real. You know, I'm like, let's just say it. How are we doing as moms? You know, because a couple of people were crying. Holy cow, how am I going to do this? And I'm like, look, I have been there. I'm crying, you know. I feel like I'm failing as a mom. And I think that when you feel like that, think like that, that means that you are actually cognitively aware of how your imprint is affecting another life. And if you can be like that with your chit, your kids, then you can yeah. be like that with other people. And that's, I think it's a powerful. great it's a great starting point um, because once you build on that doubt and you say, I am doing a good job, I am doing enough, and what can I learn to do more, um, that basically sums up how it has gone from crappy situation as a new mom to even crappier with disease and then being a single mom to how can I move through this life with ease and how can I learn enough and grow enough so that I'm able to provide for my daughter and give her the life that she deserves and be happy with the person that I'm becoming? Because I'll tell you what, I wasn't really happy with, you know, all my 20s living that same year over and over. I never grew. I never learned. I never looked at the world and said, what don't I know and what do I want to know? And yeah. information out there is free. Go it's, get it, you know? It's, it's tough when you're when you're in your 20s because you think you know it all, you know? Oh, gosh, And yes, so when course. somebody tells you to pick up a personal development book, you're like, I don't think I need that until I'm older when I'm, you know, losing my confidence in my mind. But really, right. really it's a lifestyle. It's always, you know, you're, it's be curious your whole life. Just be curious and learn more. And... I just, I love this story. You know, I want to ask you about this I Am Team Beachbody movement. That's kind of how, I, how I'm <clears throat> closing each one of these podcasts is when this whole movement started, um, I know it was a few months ago, it was really mm-hmm. to just bring back this this confidence in who we are and what we stand for. And I, I'm asking everybody, like, what did it mean for you? What did it represent for you when you heard about it? When I heard about it, and I tell my team and my new coaches this all the time, 
I think that when you're a new coach and you're trying to figure it out, like I say, I, I'm a, I was a mom that I, I didn't know how to mom in the dark. You know, I slept with the light on when I was a new mom. That's how you are when you're coaching. You kind of coach with the light on because you can't even change a diaper in the dark. You know, mm-hmm. you can't do any of it. And I think when you're a new coach, you're just trying to like do the mechanical properties that get you to the next day of, you know, okay, I finished two days of coach basics. Damn, I'm on coach. I'm on day three of coach basics. And it seems mechanical at first mm-hmm. um, when you surrender to the process and you realize, you know, Beachbody, it's not, it's not a mask like, okay, I have my Beachbody mask on um, and now I'm going to take it off because now I'm going to live my regular life. Um, there's a huge change that happens in the fabric of who you are when you start to realize that. And it happened for me and I know exactly when it happened. And when I was a new coach, I heard this YouTube video of Lindsay Matway. I'll never forget. She has this YouTube video about, like, depositing acts of kindness or something. And here's Mm -hmm. me, you know, skeptical Jessica. I'm watching this. And I think Lindsay Matway is absolutely great. But she was saying, you know, sometimes when I'm out, I'll just return someone's cart to the cart corral. Or, you know, if someone's elderly, I'll help them. And here's me. I'm thinking, like, oh, isn't that just great? You're just so, you know, I mean, I'm being cynical, maybe mm-hmm. a little negative. I don't know. Um, but I think that a lot of people hear that stuff and be like, why does that even freaking matter? Like, that's not coaching. Teach me how to coach. And when I heard that from her, who's, t- you know, one of the top coaches, I'm like doing that same thing. But what I realize now that I didn't then is that beach body coaching is being the best version of yourself 24 seven. It's being mm-hmm. kind and putting other people first. And when you realize that coaching is putting that cart back in the cart corral when no one is looking and depositing acts of kindness, it is, that's, I am team Beachbody. You're not putting a mask on, sitting down at the desk and then taking it off when you're done. It's a lifestyle. And that's why these products has given me an, I mean, I, I'm a mom and I have eight pack abs and, <laughs> and it's solely done through these products and these workouts. It's, it changed my the way that I look, the way that I feel, the way that I act, the way that I think. And the thing that I'm the most excited about is that my daughter gets to see me living this healthy life. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to make me cry now, of course, because well, you, you know, made me cry with putting back the cart when nobody's looking. Um, this this was she incredible. Gets to see it. And it's. I mean, just the other day, and we can end on this note, She, she like, she's a single, you know, single kid, no other brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and so she likes to play mom, and I'm the baby, so she put me to bed and woke me up and made me tea for breakfast, which I don't make her, but it's okay, <laughs> so then she said, okay, baby, and she pointed her finger at me, I have to go work out, don't bother mm-hmm. me when I work out, and then we're going to go to the park. So I laughing to myself, and I peered around the corner. She went into my room, set up a makeshift phone like she was streaming on demand like I do. Mm-hmm. And she ran in place for, you know, 30 seconds and, you know, punched her arms to the sides and did whatever in her three-year-old brain thinks that working out is. And she's <laughs> she saw me peering around the corner, and she's like, I'm almost done. And for me, modeling that for her has just – she's just amazing and I, I get to be that. And that I never knew when she was a baby, when I was struggling, when my coach first reached out to me and, you know, was there for me. I never knew that, you know, this crazy mom posting on Facebook would influence 
the legacy that I'm leaving in my family in Fort Scarlet. And that's what Team Beachbody is for me. That's perfect. Thank you, Jessica. So great meeting you. Um, I do want to end the podcast with our disclaimer that Beachbody doesn't guarantee any level of success or income from the Team Beachbody Coach Opportunity. And each coach's income depends on his or her own efforts, diligence, and skill. Um, Great words from you. I mean, you're a personal development person now. I'm going to listen to this, and it's like filling my soul. It's filling filling my bucket today. I'm so glad I called you and freaked you out this morning. (laughs) And I'm so glad you're not trying to extend a warranty on a Jeep that I don't own. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so will I see you at Summit? Yeah, I will be there with Belzad. Okay. Well, I hope I bump into you. So thanks again, and uh, bye-bye, Thank everybody. So much, thanks, Andy. everybody, for listening to the podcast. Bye-bye.